Meanwhile, in the summer house, on the blue area of the moon, as part of the sovereign nation of Krakoa, Vulcan and Logan grill some steaks. Hey, you, uh, you want to explain what you're doing? Inside this device, an inferno burns! The fire matches the one inside of me! Do you see? I was born for such things, and I will not stop until these all-consuming flames have... Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not listening. I want my steak rare. You put the meat on the fire and expect... What? The fire to to not be fire? I am going to fight you if you don't shut the fuck up. Ah, Peace, warrior, peace! Because you are valiant and have earned my respect, I will give you your steak rare. Ah, thanks. Medium rare! Ah, you (laughs) son of a bitch! Oh, at least I didn't fuck a bird. Welcome to episode 106 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. Hi, everybody. That was a page from X-Men number one by Jonathan Hickman and Laniel Francis Yu. I am Brett, your host. With me, as always, is our co-host, the fabulous Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. Hello. Hello. Hi. That got me in the mood for some steak. How about you? You know what? I, I'm kind of over steak. Are you? Is that crazy? Yeah, what is it? What 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 is I think turning it's you just off about what, it? No, it's no, it's one of those things where it's like I would rather have my my I would rather have like Korean barbecue than steak. Yeah, I got you. Or like uh, or an asada taco than steak. You know right. What I mean? Or like at least throw some chimichurri on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, we're past meat. And, we're not we're not meat and potatoes people. Yeah, that's so American. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as you know, it's, Democrats hate i was gonna say it's so republican yeah (laughs) since we're democrats who hate america oh everybody we have got a lot to talk about today um but first i want to start with a question what are you gonna pick hot Hot topics topics. yay this is our hot topic segment and i have got some hot topics for my girl evil jeff oh my god lay it on me what are the hot topics what's the gossip you know Cinema extraordinaire Martin Scorsese recently said that the Marvel movies were not cinema, they're theme parks. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have his friend and probably cousin doubling down on his behalf. Francis Ford Coppola, darling of cinema from the 1970s, has added his hat into the ring, and his hat has got the word despicable written all over it. That's right. He's like, I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to say that these Marvel movies are, quote, despicable, unquote. And you can quote me on that. Quote him on that. what is his reasoning behind that? Um, He just thinks that they're despicable. Okay, so just just they're despicable. He did not give, like, uh, any any follow-up. No, he did. He said, we go to the cinema. Cinema. I'm so sick of the word cinema. We go to the cinema f- to learn something, to to see a perspective that we weren't uh, expecting or that we previously couldn't relate to. Um, you know, to, basically to have these very... a Marvel movie doesn't do that. Francis Ford Coppola. Jesus. And honestly, all of the Hollywood darlings of the 1970s. Okay, well, here, I want to ask you this. Brett, I'm going to list you some movies. I'm going to ask if you've seen any of them. Have you seen Distant Vision? Never. Twixt? No. Tetro? What? Youth Without Youth. What are these? These, in the last uh, 10 years, no, 13 years, are the movies uh, Francis Ford Coppola has made. Really? Yeah. Those are the movies he's directed. Have you heard of any of them? them. No. We don't know why. Because they're garbage. You know what? You want to surprise us? Why don't you make a good movie that we give a shit about? And then maybe we won't go to these dumb superhero movies. Remember he did that one where uh, Robin Williams was like a grown-up kid? What was that one called? Oh. Yeah. not um, Jack. Jack? Yeah. Garbage. 
Yeah. It's a real hit or miss because I'm going to throw something out here that is not a popular opinion. Oh. I don't give a fuck about the Godfather movies. I hate them. They're so like, I feel like you have to be a straight white man to like them. Yeah. I hate anything about organized crime. I think it is so hetero. No, he has made a few good movies. I love Peggy Sue Got Married. Sure, but it was Back to the Future. True, true. But it had Kathleen Turner being badass. And uh, and I liked, I, I kind of liked Dracula. Um, oh, I love Dracula. Rider. That was pretty love funny. It. But I didn't like the It's direction. so pretentious, though. Yeah, but it's, it's not so pretentious. It's kind of bad directing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I liked The Conversation, one of his really early, early, early ones. Sure, Gene Hackman. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Let's hear what your hey, daughter has to say. I want to hear what Sophia I'll take it a step further. Thank you for the segue. I think Sofia Coppola is a is a hack. Not a hack. I don't enjoy her films. Oh. I didn't like Virgin Suicides. I didn't like Lost in Translation. They are way too sleepy. Yeah. And um, you know what? I didn't I'll throw another Coppola. I hate Nicolas Cage. I hate everything he does. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Nicolas Cage is at his best when he's self-aware of how awful he is. He should change his name back to Nicholas Coppola. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that movie? Um, shit, what is it called? Not Allison. It's like a girl's name. Uh, Marnie. Um, it's it's basically Rebecca. No, it's like he plays this guy and his girlfriend Heathers. gets killed, and he goes off on a rampage, like avenging her death. No. Um. Anyway, it's. It's uh, it's actually pretty good. Although the whole thing of like refrigerating your girl as like, mm-hmm. as the thing for a movie is kind of you know over Mandy. It's called Mandy. Mandy. It's oh, Mandy. Sure, trippy. sure. I've heard it's of it. Super, yeah. super, super yeah. trippy, and it's really fun. It's recent. Um, yeah. Yeah, but Mandy. he's insane. Like, there's yeah. one where before he goes off to kill all these people, he like does he like he kills this one guy and then Caesar's all this coke and he just like snorts all of this guy's coke and then just starts killing all the other people. It's pretty funny. Sounds pretty great. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Don't do drugs. Um, Unless don't do you're drugs. about to and- kill your girlfriend that was kill the people that killed your girlfriend. Oh, I remember Remember when we said that Martin Scorsese did that movie for kids and like we didn't like it. We couldn't remember what it was. Oh, isn't it Hugo? Hugo. Yeah. You want to know how I know that? My fucking boyfriend was like, had it on like Amazon Prime. He's like, oh, I never saw this. And I'm like, that's the movie. Oh, it my was, God. It looked awful. It was just a bunch of cameos. Well, you know what? Speaking of movies that look awful, I've got another hot topic for you. What? Disney Plus announced everything that's going to be, or most things that are going to be on their streaming platform when they launch. Are you, are November you 1st. already signed up? Not yet, have you? My my boyfriend bought it. Luckily, I don't have God to damn it. these. I mean, he's Your like obsessed with He's Disney. got the money. He's, he's obsessed with, with Disney. Even if he did not have, he does, but if he did not have the money. Uh, he would have... Mm. Actually, my mom recently, on a trip back home, my mom, uh, she chastised me and Joe for having too many streaming services. Oh, my God. She chastised Joe? We were, both of us, because we we do have Hulu Live, and we have HBO, and he told me he's getting HBO Max, because it has Studio Ghibli movies, and he's going to get, he's getting Disney Plus, and we have Netflix, and we have Amazon Prime, and we have CBS Access, and we have Showtime. I hate it. It's probably too much. It's too much. I feel like your mother. Yeah. Stop. What are you doing? Cut it out. You don't need to. You don't have time to watch all of that. It's true. She's true. My mom. This is my mom on every show I tell her about. She's like, it was great. It was great. Second season. Awful. Stopped watching it. Every single show. <laughs> Every Your single mom's show. got one season in her, and that's the it. The second season is awful. <laughs> God damn. And they only and she felt that way about Game of Thrones, and then she was like, "You know what? We're bored. Let's just rewatch it." And they binged it, and we're like, "This is great." And then the last season came, and they hated the last season like most people. And now she's like, "Never again! Never again! Never again!" Well. Disney Plus is not saying never again because they're bringing back like all their shit from the 70s and like all, all those X-Men weird cartoons. movies like the Kurt Russells. Yeah, the X-Men, the Wolverine and the X-Men and X-Men the Animated Wait, Series. Wait, does that mean, isn't Touchstone Pictures Disney? <gasps> Wasn't that Disney? Big business? 
Wait. Outrageous Fortune? <gasps> I hope. Bette Midler movies. Well, did, was Bette Midler owned by Disney for a while? She was. She was. I think so. Um, they're going to have the Brave Little Toaster sequel from 1998 I that I never a, knew about. I don't give a fuck about the Brave Little Toaster. I hated the Brave Little Toaster. That's the only animated movie I like. What? Why do you hate animated movies? They're good. How can you read anim- like cartoons? You read Stop cartoons. Stop yelling at me. But you read cartoons. Why can you not watch live action cartoons? That didn't make Because sense. of the emotional journey template that all of them use. I don't like being manipulated emotionally like that. Oh, Jesus Christ. They, they use the same template in every Marvel in that way. movie. It's all Save the Cat scripts. It's all Hero's Journey. Same shit. I don't know what it is that bothers me so much about them. Yeah, well, um, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay, well, um, I feel like we need to calm down. Okay. (laughs) And we need to take a breath. And I think you need to inhale. That's right, everybody. Cue the music. We are waiting to exhale. Yeah. Ah. Welcome to our segment, Waiting to Exhale. That is pretty much just about X-Men. And it's a big, this is a big one. I wonder, I wonder how well this, this, we've had a lot of X-Men number ones. We've had a a lot lot of X-Men number ones. And I'm sure this won't be the last. No, I don't think it will be. Well, I mean, if you're counting an uncanny. Yeah. Um, uh, this one, I feel, measures up against most of the others. Um, yeah, this one's pretty good. I, although I will say it's it was a lot of setup, which I guess a number one has to be. It was a nice break after the full throttle momentum of House of X and Powers of Ten. Like, I needed uh, people just sitting around drinking moment. And but we it got starts it. off with a battle. So we got that. Sure. We got the battle, and we got a battle starring Storm and Cyclops, which we never get. No. no. It's always either or. But this time they're like, hey, let's team up. Let's team up. Just and like do Venom it. and Sandman in Spider Man 3 by Sam Raimi. He's like, hey, let's team up. And so basically they're trying to take down Orcus. The um, final Orcus base. Yeah, any anytime they try to like reemerge or come back together, they want to shut it down. I love that the X Men now have like a Hydra. Yeah, they have like a Cobra. Uh, their insurance after they get fired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is surprisingly expensive. Oh God! At that point, you might as well just risk it. You might uh, right or die. Well, the X-Men are not going to die because they're like, Orcus, no more. And Storm hey, and Cyclops hey. bring in Magneto and Polaris. I wonder, remember how like everyone was scared about death panels for Obamacare? Yeah. I wonder if they are like, well, Anoli, get in here. I'm afraid you have lizard cancer. And uh, we could send you some rounds of chemo, but. We're just going to put a bullet in your head and reanimate. Yeah, we're just going to start over. I, I, like, I wonder if, like, is it is it easier sometimes to just kill them and revive them rather than just, like, heal them? Like, is there other moments where it's like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I just said that to Danny Moonstar. <gasps> Wait, I know. I'll kill her as a director <laughs> the moment before <laughs> I said that embarrassing thing to her. And that's the weird thing is it's it's not a crime. They didn't say they said it was a crime to kill an, a human. But is it a crime to kill a mutant? Because now, I mean, because they need to be because that's what it's it's the abortion theory that it's like abortion should be rare. You know, otherwise women are just going to go willy nilly out. kill Like people are just I don't know why I brought abortion into this. Maybe, yeah, I don't either. But I don't know. Keep going. But you, ladies have as many abortions as you want. Anyway, I feel. But what if it is just like we go out on a date with me? No, fuck you. <laughs> Fuck Sorry, you. she didn't <gasps> want to go out with me, Oops. so I shot her in the head. Yeah. Just take her back. Just revive Maybe that'll her. be a wave two book. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so then the weird thing is, so they all, as a last-ditch effort, when they're basically infiltrating the, the, like, the core, the 
what's the word I'm looking for when they get to the the center what's the word yeah like the the, the core that's good uh and then all the, of the yeah. scientists did they they inject themselves with like an ape serum yeah they're like <laughs> we're just we're just humans we're not gonna be able to do anything but um, but if we take this ape serum then we'll be able to fight back which gives us the great cyclops line when those orca scientists turn into apes and attack careful all these apes have PhDs. <laughs> oh More of that, God. please. Um, yeah. And basically, it's kind of like, you guys just don't have a chance. Yeah. In a weird way, the mutants spend so much time fighting each other that when they joined forces, it's just like, you just don't stand a fucking chance. Yeah. Sorry about So they go, they find these, they find mutants in cages, mutants in, in capsules, whatever, and they open one of them, and this girl spills out, and she's like, oop, I'm trying to use my invisibility powers on you, and Storm's like, what are you doing? <laughs> she's like, Stop saying you don't see me, I can see you. <laughs> and Polaris is like, well, technically this bitch is post-human. She's been in some sort of, like, accelerated temporal field in there. And Storm goes hey you're from the vault aren't you which harkens back i think to the children of, of the vault from mike carey's supernova's run like rogues team what was I, I i mean it's been so long since i read that what was that about they were so the children of the vault were like humans that were put in some sort of kind of like the world like some sort of like time acceleration chamber so they had like evolved over six thousand years and when they came out of the vault, um, they were these post-human, you know, with powers and highly evolved. And they fought mutants. They fought Rogue's team, you know, when Rogue's team was like Cannonball and Iceman yeah. and, Mystique. and Mystique and Karima. Nightcrawler. Um, is he on it? Sabretooth. Yeah. I love that. Cable. Um, so the children of the vault were, were like bad guys in that run. And they were like pretty cool. They were pretty successful new character group and this one in this book she reminds me of seraphina who was one of the children of the vault who wound up kind of like romantically involved with cannonball a little bit like she made can using her power she made cannonball experience 20 years of marriage to her uh, in 20 minutes and yes. cannonball was like how could you throw all of that away she's like it wasn't real he was like it was real it was 20 years of my life and she's like oh why are you so obsessed with me <laughs> that's invasive so she's reminiscent. That, that was interesting. I, like, I can see Hickman bringing back the children of the vault. One, because they were a cool concept. And two, they were essentially transhuman. They were essentially like the who he's positioned as the X-Men's ultimate bad guys. You know who else I think should be brought into this? It's the children of the corn. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I think they will. Yeah. But she disappears. She teleports away. She's like, bye later. And Storm's like, wait, don't come wait, back. Wait, oh, just open up the, oh, just open up the Krakoa portal. Let's go. And they bring all these mutant kids back to Krakoa, where Ursa they get examined. One looks like Ursula from Little Mermaid. One, one looks like Ursula. Um, and then there's Cecilia Reyes, which just I love, which I love. Cecilia Reyes is Why? on the island. Why she do you is doctoring. I don't know why has I love she her. Done, She's has just she like ever done anything interesting. Yeah, she put up her force field and, and made spikes out of it once. Yeah, that's not good enough. Oh. Um, but anyway, there's this other one where one of the kids. I wonder if this will be brought back. That like one of the kid is like leaking excess like radiation or something. Yeah, or leaking a bunch of energy. Um, so I wonder, or is that, are they twins or something? There's like a golden one and like a blue one. They haven't spoken, but the amount of radi of energy they're radiating, it's just, uh, I don't know. Storm, I think is like, she's wanting to raise some kids. That's what I, that's what I think is going on here. You know here. what it is? She is, she's burying herself in her work and they're like, Storm, don't you have time Storm, for love? Storm, relax. And she was like, look, once I had that panther dick, I mean, what else is going to be good enough? Put me on a boat. Yeah. Oh, is there a boat to Wakanda that Emma's... Uh, I'll go. 
So it's I'll great. Wait. It's fun. It's I great. I just thought about that because that's one of the issues is Wakanda doesn't need them. So I Thank bet you, you there's going to be some issues where Wakanda is going to be like, what are you doing here? Oh, we're doing this medicine. No, you stay out of Africa. Yeah. And then Storm's, Storm's going to be like, I'll be like excuse me, I am I'll, the goddess of Africa. She'll be like, I'll handle this. She's like, look, I will suck your dick again. She's like, pretend, pretend I am yelling at you. I will suck your dick so hard, so fast. Like when we were married, only better. (laughs) You hear me? You jerk? (laughs) Now, the next thing in this comic is everyone, it seems like the real star is Magneto. Oh, the kids love them some Magneto. They're all treating Magneto like a god. And it's kind of scary because these kids are being indoctrinated almost like it's very culty. Uh, they're being radicalized. Yeah, they are. ISIS much, X-Men? Oh my god, X-Men, what are you doing, you white nationalists? Just kidding. And And then Polaris... Oh, go ahead, I think we're bringing up... Polaris and Cyclops have a lovely little talk, and I feel like Polaris is always like, look, she's always like, hmm, I'm observing this, just questioning it a little bit, passively, you know? That's my role here. And but here's the thing is he's like, come on back to the Summer's house. And she's like, "Mm, no, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to dip back into that havoc pool. She's like, I can fuck anyone I want on this island. I've already had your brother. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I don't need. I'm not doing. I'm not coming back for seconds. She's like, wait, is Rachel going to be there? Oh, definitely not. All right, and then we meet Doctor. Well, and then we get Cy- we get like happy Cyclops. Like Cyclops is like, oh my god, I'm with my son and my family and my wife and my girlfriend and my wife's lover, who I'm kind of hitting to. Everything's great. Yeah, it's crazy. And then we get to this. Okay, so now we're on, on back to the bad guys. Back what's, to the bad guys. Left of that son, uh, the mother mold. Yeah. Who is this guy with the? The goggles. Have we seen him before? Only in one panel in the final Powers of Ten, where we were like, who is that guy? Who but, is that weird guy with yes, the goggles? But, but we've it's, never it's seen this him guy. before in a previous run of anything. No, I don't think so. So there was a member of the Shi'ar Imperial Guard during that storyline where the Shi'ar killed all of like Rachel and Jean's family. Remember that when they killed the gray bloodline? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of those new Imperial Guard characters was called Devo and he had like weird goggles, but I don't Yeah. I don't think it's the same person. No, because he would be hum- mm. this guy needs to be human. It wouldn't make sense. This guy's the most human guy of all the humans. He's like human human. I'm we're human. We're human. Um, and Karima's still there yeah. and she's creepy. And that's the thing, is like here's war. There's no winners in war. That's what we're learning. No, they have, they have Orca's coffins anywhere, everywhere. And they're like, we'll get those bastards. But that's, so that's the thing. It. It's just so funny um, because this, I think this comic is a commentary on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. I feel like it is too. <laughs> Where it's just like both sides are, are have killed people. So both sides are hurting just mad they're mad at each other um actually this is a little side note but my friend recently was like invited on a horror podcast okay and they were she was like told to watch this horror movie and then they were going to talk about it and she's okay and she's like a comedian so she was like ready to like she had some jokes prepared and she's all just like ready to be like oh and then this bitch she came in and was like what and then they (laughs) get in the show and she's like so did you see the movie i think it's a metaphor for rape. And like, she's just <gasps> like, the, and she's like, on oh, that, it was much like the Holocaust. Like everything. Oh. It was like this super serious. And then she's like, can we make some jokes here? Fuck. Yeah. She's like, oh, I have a notebook full of, notebook full of bits. <laughs> anyway, um, this bad guy right now, this bad guy is kind of boring. Yeah. I he's like boring. Karima's way more interesting. Of an yeah. antagonist than this this blind, bloated, blind, yeah. dumb guy. This guy's gross. Do something interesting. Hey, whatever happened to... Remember uh, Wolverine's bad guy? Like, the guys that kind of brought Wolverine back to life? And it was that one woman. What was yeah, her? Persephone. Persephone. What happened with her? Um. Oh, I think they were thrown away in the trash, like the garbage that story was. <laughs> But there was no official, like, no one wrapped hey, that up. 
Let me put it this way. When was the last time you saw Hot Claws outside of that book? Uh, fucking Hot Claws. So dumb. Who Never that? used anywhere. Charles Soule. Charles Soule. He, Offensive. He is like Francis Ford Coppola. He started off really great, and now he's just making some jacks. Yeah, some tetro. You better get it together, Charles Soule. Okay, now we are on to the most hypocritical part of the of the X-Men issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Corsair. Is it Corsair? Corsair? Corsair. Is that is it because he's like coarse air because he's a pilot? No. All right, whatever. Does coarse air mean something? Not that I know of, but maybe it does. All right, whatever. So anyway, it's like, hey, Dan, what's up? What's up? And then it's weird. It's like no one's addressing the Vulcan thing, um, which I'll, I'll get to in a second. But uh, so then he's just like the dad is kind of like. This is nuts. Like the dad, if the dad was like, if their dad was like Paul Lind, he'd be like, what is this? This What is is this? Crazy. Oh God, this is a big house. (laughs) And, uh, and then, um, wait, he doesn't say that line in this little section, does he? About his being a dad. No, it's later. Okay, so then we cut to Vulcan just grilling steaks, as we heard earlier. Grilling steaks with Wolverine. And Vulcan's just kind of like, hello, I'm Vulcan and I'm great. Uh, What Vulcan is this? What I want to know, when was he reboot? Like, I would have to think he was rebooted from before Krakoa killed his friends. (laughs) Like, the thing he's living in. But... How okay? Know how he was like advanced? He was aged a lot. Was that before? Yeah. Was that before the Xavier Krakoa incident? He was aged, or was that after? I don't remember. Because that's the other thing is he was then just stuck on Krakoa, like he was just part of Krakoa with Darwin. Where's Darwin? I'm sure he'll be back. But I will say this is like, yeah, because that's the thing is not only did he turn evil, but he turned evil because Xavier horribly betrayed him. And not only horribly betrayed him, he was trapped and mummified on their home country. Yeah. So I'm going to have to think this is a version who remembers none of that. But that's the thing. Isn't that very dangerous to have someone like that to possibly find out all the shit that went down? Yes. That seems like that's a powder cake. So this well, is, a, I want this, I, and, I, and I know Hickman knows all of this, so I'm excited to see how this is all addressed. Me too. Um, and then we cut to Cable, and I don't care. And I hate how we call yep. Jean Grey mom, because she's not. Yep. Well, she, she thinks she is. Well, I guess she did raise him as Red. She raised him. And she has Madeline's memories. Of birthing him. Just the birth? Just the birth. <laughs> Just yelling at yelling about Scott during childbirth. Well, Raza Wait, and if she has Kate all Cable, of Madeline's memories, then she remembers him abandoning her for her. Oh, absolutely. I for, remember for when her. you abandoned me for myself. <laughs> for me. <laughs> so this is where all the sex stuff begins. Because first of all, Raza, this the summer house is full of sex. Raza and Kid Cable have their big guns out, like, look at mine compared to yours. Like, they basically are comparing cocks. Yeah, and then it's even, like, what's her name? Then Hepzibah is, like, about, that pussy's about to lick Rachel's pussy. Yeah, 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 exactly. She's like, "Mm, hello, how do you always have spikes on your costume? And Rachel's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I got spikes, because I'm like... I'm like depressed and shit. You want to take it? And then Hepzibah, Hepzibah goes to get her a drink and she's like, then another hard drink for another hard girl I am getting. All right. These two, like they got it going on. Rachel goes, sure, but not the purple stuff. Ha ha ha. So that's a reference to the Sunny D commercial. Sunny D commercials. Rachel, you know, you don't want no Sunny D. Have the purple stuff. Isn't like purple a bisexual color? (laughs) It's also drink. The purple stuff. You don't want no Sunny D. Is that her saying, stay away from my pussy? <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
anyway, so then uh, Corsair is still basically like, this all makes me nervous. But they give him a Krakoa seed. So it's like when you're in your Starjammer spaceship, we can just go. You just visit. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, then it's okay. All this horrible stuff you're doing to the humans, it's fine. Then Then it's fine. Um, It's great. It's fine. It's great. And then we get our maps of the summer house. So it's great to know that data pages are continuing in the Dawn of X. Yes. But also before that, at one point, Cyclops says that he was never scared about being a dad and he loved being a dad. You abandoned your child for your ex-girlfriend. That is not loving being a dad. You sent your kid off in the future. You you abandoned your you well, love abandoning your children. I know, but the second one he had no choice. The first one he's a goddamn Diddy, bastard. Did he he could have gone to. He could the have kid would have to, to, Oh, he could have uh, gone to to Tony Stark. Or he could have just gone to the future also. Which he eventually did. Well, I mean, yeah, he did. Gotta go back in time. Was was Mother Ascani like, I, I can only take the baby, I can't take you? Um, maybe she was like that. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, hypocritical dad's house. We get a map. Um, and the first one. And let's just cut anything, to the chase. Is there anything interesting in this first one? No. No, it's just the it's just like this the cr- the cross section. And this right? one That's I what did we'll not notice this at first. I did not mm. notice this at first. Then it goes to the rooms, and you're like, "Why do I care who's staying in what room?" Oh, right. You need to care oh. because all of the rooms are their individual rooms, but then there is three rooms with no doors on the inside. They're all interconnected. It's one large room. One large room. With Wolverine in one, Cyclops in another, and in the middle room is Jean Grey. They all share crazy. a bedroom together. We were joking, like, oh my god, they're totally fucking. No, they they're totally fucking. They're all fucking. I mean, that sinister blind item gossip, like we were, you know, we were like, could it could it mean? It mean. And I bet you anything uh, during the night, every once in a while, it's like, oh, we have a visitor from uh, the Hellfire Club area. <laughs> and in comes Emma Frost. And she's like, hey, what's up? And one day they're just going to be like, hey, let's uh, draw straws and let's see who gets who tonight. And they draw straws. And uh, some days it's Emma and Wolverine. And then some yeah. days it's Emma and Cyclops. And some days you know, and it's Wolverine and Cyclops. You know? Some days it's Emma and Jean. And Emma and Jean, do you think? Do you do you think Emma and Jean? Sometimes it's all four of them just all together. Do you think Emma and Jean still hate each other enough that they wouldn't do lesbian stuff together? No. You think they are doing lesbian stuff together? I think they are. I think they're sisters. How do you think it started? Who started this? Emma. I don't think so. I think it was Jean. Okay. <gasps> I'm going to tell you a story, and this is how it happened. Remember when Cyclops and Jean like, were reunited and were kissing? Yeah. I think as soon as they started on Krakoa, she was like, it's a brand new thing, and I'm just going to be honest. When we're fucking, I can read your mind. And he's like, Jean, you promised. And she's like, I can't help it. I'm Omega. And she's like, I can tell you still think about Emma. Well, here's the deal. Here's what I'm thinking about. And then she shows that she is getting raw dogged by Wolverine. And he's like, I don't want to see that. And she's like, look, why don't we both have these fantasies? Why don't we see if the other two are interested? And they, and I think it was all Jean. I think Jean approached. And when Emma was like, wait, Jean, you're okay with this? All right, fine. I got things to do. I'm busy. I just want my pussy eaten. I don't need a relationship. Right. I think that's what happened. Can we have one scene of Cyclops and Wolverine like having sex can you imagine if they just like woke up together <laughs> and then they're like oh we got to get to battle and then or like Iceman walks in and then he's like no uh-uh what no that's oh my, my thing Iceman would explode <laughs> into ice cubes he would explode can you imagine if you walked in and Scott was topping Logan what Bobby would say oh 
Oh my god. He would be do you think he would be jealous or just mad? I think he would be like me next, but he'd say <laughs> jokey, but then But is he Logan, still with New Pyro because they're together on the Marauders team? It's not New Pyro, it's original Pyro. Where's New Pyro? We don't know. How do you know it's original Pyro? Because they listed his name and it's original Pyro. It's St. John Allardyce or whatever. Oh, well, all right, fine, whatever. He's great. I know, but I I want Iceman to have more sex. Did you maybe see the Marauders should, preview? Maybe they should have um, an underage controversy where he like has sex with Anole. No, and don't have he, that. Like, and we don't need that story. But then it's okay, like Krakoa is like, is, th- is this a crime? It doesn't break one of the three rules. <laughs> Um, Wait, did you see the Marauders saying? preview? No. Great. There's a good Bobby moment. Uh, what does he say? Um, you'll have to watch it. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. What comes out next week? What comes out next? Marauders. Is that the only one? That's the only one. Okay. There's a there's a a thing in the back of this book that tells you it's just one per week. I could I'm dying. That's not true. Yes, it is. No, there's other, there's a few that have, are in the same week. Like what? Let me get to it. No, like Fallen Angels. Oh, yeah. Fallen Angels and X-Men 2, same day. Oh, good. Then they start doubling up. Okay. Then it starts doubling. Oh, Oh, New Mutants and X-Force are coming out the same day. I should read these charts before I jump to conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. See? But it's, yeah, it's Marauders and Excalibur. Those are all given their own weeks and then everything doubles up. Oh, fuck. Fuck me. Well, the last thing... uh, The last thing I want to say about this issue is that even the dishwasher be jizzing. Everybody's jizzing. Jizz, jizz. We're all full of Scott's like, I just... Krakoa just jizzes on our plates, and it's fine. We're fine with it. Yeah, the fact that it was just, like, goo, that just seemed gross. I bet you Krakoa smells. And that's going to be thing where it's like, what's that smell? Oh, God, mutants are here. Ew, it smells like biologicals. Yeah. Oh, the issue ends with Dr. Gregor, or Dr. Erasmus, but yeah, Dr. Gregor, being like, I'm going to bring my husband back with a crystal. I don't know what that is. It's like, you got your resurrection? Well, we got our resurrection, bitch. You, you're not the only ones who can resurrect. Do you think that's related to Mr. Sinister? I don't know. God damn it. I'll fucking die. Know. It's like Ruby Quartz. She's holding a crystal. Yeah. Well. Fuck. X-Men. Can't wait. X-Men. Emma next week. Emma next week. Emma next week. Dawn of X. Uh, In the preview for Marauders. It's really funny. She's like trying to convince Kitty to be uh, the captain. Mm -hmm. And Emma's like, just do it for the outfits alone. (laughs) Come on. I've seen what you used to wear. I seem to remember. And she starts describing all of her old costumes. (laughs) <laughs> and kitty's like okay okay it looks pretty great yeah uh it has a scene with Iceman in russia and he's like hey i'm here to pick up your russian mutants and there's this guy in armor who's like russia don't want you uh and he shoots Iceman with a power dampening ray and then they cut and it's just bobby in his underwear and flip-flops <laughs> he's like hey did you just dampen my powers uh, and then they start shooting bullets at him. He has to like dodge the bullets in his underwear and jump through the Krakoa portal to safety. But yeah, that's fun. it's fucking hilarious that as soon as he's depowered, it's revealed that he wears flip flops. <laughs> that seems very like on. Uh, that seems that does not seem very. That's not a good idea. Yeah, not a good idea. Not practical. It's not practical. Uh, but that's when, the word I wanted. The art where he's jumping back through the portal to dodge the bullets, he's got, he's in nothing but tidy whities and he's got like his ass up. Like it's the gayest jump through. It's a bottom jump. <laughs> it's draw. It's a bottom jump. It's a bottom jump. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Love it. Um, but I have another question for you, Brett. Yeah. What have you read for me lately? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll start with, uh, how about Ghost Rider 1 by Ed Brisson and Aaron Cooter? Aaron Cooter? Is that a real name? <laughs> yes. Mm, that's a shame. 
<laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame. Um, this book is pretty cool. Um, Did you say it's Cooter. regular Ghost Rider. It's regular Ghost Rider. Does he have a car now? Still? No, it's not Robbie Reyes. It's not the Ghost Rider that's on the Avengers. What? This is actually the premise is actually pretty cool. Okay. It it's Johnny Blaze who is now the King of Hell. Wait, Johnny Blaze. Wait, the original that? Ghost Rider. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. And but uh, it's also Danny Ketch, the second Ghost Rider. How many fucking Ghost Riders are there? Well, there are three. And Cosmic Ghost Rider? So four? Four. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. And are they like teaming up or something? Well, that's the thing. First of all, um, Johnny Blaze is the king of hell and Danny Ketch is an alcoholic. Uh, some demons. None of the demons like Johnny Blaze is the king of hell. So they, they keep uh, disobeying him and trying to escape into New York. Some demons get through to New York, and Johnny Blaze has to collect them. And when he does, he bumps into Danny Ketch um, at a bar. Does Danny Ketch still have his Ghost Rider powers? Yeah. Okay. Does he ride a motorcycle? Yeah. They're both motorcycle Ghost Riders. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's really good. Um, I don't really know much about Danny Ketch. Uh, he's drawn very sexily. He's a very hot, hot, hot man. Um, so I like that. You know, he's and he's brooding and he's a drunk. So he's three for three with me. Cool. And uh, it sets up a very interesting dynamic between the original Ghost Rider and the second Ghost Rider. And I recommend it. It's Ed Brisson. I read some Ed Brisson as well. What'd you read? I read this new uh, miniseries called Contagion. Uh, Is it Marvel? Steven Soderbergh movie with. uh, Yeah, my friend uh, was in that. Gwyneth Paltrow, did you, did your friend? My friend die? Dan. My friend Dan was the guy on the bus who was like the second guy to contract it. Oh, so he died. Yeah. Did he? Did they show his dead body in it? They sh- they show him dead. Yeah, like all of a sudden they oh. show his dead face. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, no, this it's it's Marvel. It's all in New York, and and then it's this. Do you know the blindfolded character UT? No. Okay. Well, I think she's like friends with. Iron Fist or something. Okay. Anyway, I just saw UT and then immediately it was spelled Urinary Y-U-T-I. Tract infection? Yeah, it's like Y-U-T-I, but then it was like U-T-I. Like, I was just like, I don't like that name. Anyway, so uh, they find this like weird, apparently they're in some like ancient tribal place and they they find this they're like come here the stairway just appeared and a bunch of people went down to feel like what's the where why did the stairway suddenly appear and when they went down there all the people were attacked by this mold this like mystical mold that like infected them and two of the people died but one escaped and he escaped to new york and uh and he's in the sewers and of course it starts with the thing and the thing is like helping this little kid find his missing friend. But when they find the missing friend, she's like infected. And then Mole Man is infected. And all the little Mole Man Ooh. ogre things, they're all infected. And he's like, what is all this shit? But he's the thing. So when they touch him, like nothing's happening. So he doesn't really think much of it. So he calls the Fantastic Four down. And he's like, oh, I need God. help. And they come down and they all like immediately get infected and get like incapacitated. And he's like, wait, oh fuck, what's going on? <laughs> and the weird thing is, is like not. And so when the main guy who infected them, he uh, not only does they, do they become incapacitated, incapacitated, he gets their um, souls and their powers. So he has their powers, but every once in a while, the voice will be like, Reed Richards, like, help, I'm in here. And so this is some he, intricate so the mold, mold is like spreading and they're trying and then they get Dr. Strange and magic can't stop it. And then they have doctor and like Tony Stark is like medicine can't stop it and they can't figure out what to do. And then at the end of it. Um, and so then the first one is the thing and Fantastic Four. The second issue, um, Dr. Strange and Iron Fist come into play and Luke Cage. And it's like, ugh, Iron Fist, gross. And what does Iron Fist do? He is punching him. And he tells everyone, get a hazmat suit to like all the doctors. But then he okay. is punching them with his bare hands like an idiot. And then he gets infected. And I'm like, why are you all not wearing hazmat suits when you're fighting it? Just because your superheroes 
I don't know. Is <laughs> that part was very stupid. It's not anyway, practical. Um, uh, ben kills the thing. He finally kills it, but then no one wakes up, and he real and so it ends with like, oh, I think everyone's just stuck in this mold, and the mold is still spreading. But the but the main person that was controlling it is dead. So they're like, oh no, I don't know what to do. So then the next issue, Jessica Jones hears that Luke Cage is infected and she's real pissed off. And so she goes off to try and like figure out what's going on. And uh, in the end, it's just, if, if, we, if you kill one of them, one of the other infected people will rise up and be the main one. Okay. So it's, it's cute. It's fun. It's a lot of like comedic dialogue with Jessica Jones being bitchy and funny and Ben Grimm being funny. And so it's a lot of like campy, fun humor, even though it's like, oh, it's attacking the whole city and it's going to take over the world. We're like, we know this is only like five issues, so everything will be fine. <laughs> we know it's sentient mold, right? Yeah. Anyway, so, but it's, fun. it's fine. It's like, it's nice. It's fun seeing like Jessica Jones yell at Ben Grimm and yell at Iron Fist. And so it's good. What else did you read? Ew. I read a DC book. Ew. I read Jimmy Olsen number four by Matt Fraction I and Steve Lieber. I still need to read that. I haven't you know what? It. You don't. Oh, did it get bad real fast? Did I'm it suddenly get bad. Yeah, like I'm losing it. Like the same shtick over and over. This was my reaction. I, I bought it. I looked at it when I was about to read it. And I was like, oh, this is number four. Oh, I feel like it should be longer along. And then I'm like, wait, this is a 12-part maxi series. And just realizing that it was only on number four of 12, I just was like soul crushed. I was like, ooh, that's not good. And then I read the book and I just found myself kind of skipping over pages. I think I'm officially sick of it. Are you going to not read number five? I'm going to not read number five. Wow. Yeah. This just in. Jimmy Olsen, you've been canceled. <laughs> Here's a scoop for you. It got boring. <laughs> so how many oohs? I guess all the... Is it- ew, 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 ew. I'll give it four. It's it's still got a little a, a cheeky tone that, you know, it's fun. But uh, I just... I feel like it's a joke that I've heard three times already now, and I don't want to hear it a fourth. Cool. And I, one other thing, though. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I also read Captain Marvel, and it ended as kind of uh, the latest arc, and it was really stupid. It's just one of those ones where it's building all this. Yeah, it was building all these things. Then she's like, "And I beat you." Okay, the end. And then she like got sent to the raft, and it was like kind of like oh. So Star was bad. Like she wasn't like a younger Carol. Although it ended with her being like, "Oh, but I actually somehow have the reality stone," and then she broke out of the raft and like flew away. And it was like, "Wait, Star has the reality stone?" Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. All right. I didn't understand. I get it. (laughs) I was like, "How that happened?" But whatever. Okay, what did you? I have. I have one other one I want to talk about. I have one other one, too, and it's a Boom Studios book. I think we read is, the same one. Did you read Something is Killing the Children? Something, yes. That's the other one. Something is Killing the Children. Let's talk. It. It's right? so good. I love it. And the second one just it continued holding my interest. Well, the it thing was that's so interesting great. is it opens up, because this is, if you haven't heard when we talked about it the first one, there's Something is Killing the Children. <laughs> Something and, is killing the children, in case you haven't heard. And there's this one little kid. It was basically a dare. It's like, I dare you to go out into the woods. And they go out of the woods and everybody dies in the slumber party except this one boy. And a lot of people are convinced that the boy killed them all. That he's like a, yeah. like a Columbine serial killer kid. And there's this other girl. Now, how old is this Is this girl that's like the monster killer that comes to I town? To she's, she's probably like... Anywhere from 17 to 19, I would yeah, think. Yeah, so she's, she's in a, in a teenager. Well, this is why she can't be yeah. that old. Because she comes and teams up with that little kid to try and like figure out where these monsters are to kill it. And uh, But when we open it up, it's the brother, the adult brother of one of the girls that is currently missing. He's yeah. about to go to work, and he looks, and he's like, Do you, is something there? And he sees nothing. But when it cuts to the... To our point of view, the mm-hmm. monster is just in plain view, looking at like him. standing right in front of him. So Huge. Th- so adults can't see him, right? Which means that the the monster killer can't be a full adult. So I'm wondering right. if she's like 17 then. All right, when is it? When are you an adult in this book? <laughs> yeah, or maybe she's just she's been around them so much she just sees them. No, it would be a really fun plot device. 
where it's just like you can have like like you the age of consent is 16 in virginia (laughs) (laughs) i can see monsters in virginia i can't see them haven't come to virginia now i can see it again (laughs) um anyway age of consent monsters uh yeah but it's it's just a really good setup. I really like how badass this girl is. She's really cool. And mysterious. Like, she seems to belong to kind of this organized effort to kill monsters. She's got resources. She's she's talking to somebody back at, like, an HQ, right? There's like, She's always on the phone with someone who's... She's catching them up on her mission. Yeah, but unfortunately, she did not make a good first impression on the brother of the girl that's missing. He sees the knife fall out and then he sees her with the suspected uh, friend that was with the slumber party kids. So he like calls the police. Um, and then the weird thing is, is then the, the police come and she just like opens up the door, but then she's communicating with this little octopus doll. And then we have that other point of view where we see out that no one else can see is there's this weird spirit thing connected to this octopus doll. What is going yeah, on? It's like an octopus. It's got tentacles. Like she's always carrying around this stuffed octopus. And when she starts talking to it, the last page reveal is that there's actually a spirit who's in, who's in it or around it. And um, I can't tell if this cop can see that spirit, though. He could see the tentacle shadow under the door. Well, before she opens the door of the motel. here's the thing is I feel that she wouldn't have opened the door if he could see it. But I guess Correct. we will find out. We will find out. Maybe he's a special cop. True. Yeah, we have no idea. And that's what I like about this. And this is the one thing of you can tell good storytelling is it's not overfeeding you the stuff. Like, oh, and just in case you're confused, here's everything that's going on. I like that it's feeding us little spoonfuls of information and keeping the mystery intriguing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, it world builds in the same way that John wick, the original John wick world built yeah. where they just give you these little facts, these little moments and, and then you're like, Oh, that's your imagination kind of pieces it together. Yeah. Or the action of the story pieces it together and not just two talking heads sitting there, talking about the plot yeah we have to surmise we have to make the connections ourselves which i would say hickman hickman can be guilty of that a little bit i mean hickman's goddamn it he he puts in fucking graphs for christ's sakes yeah and you have to i mean it's a good it's another good way of storytelling it's like over communicating yeah uh this one's like i mean but hickman withheld information a great deal during his run yeah no true that is true 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 um, but you've read some stuff. Have you seen any stuff? <gasps> Do you think it's time to let's get critical, critical, critical? critical. I wanna get critical. Yeah. Um. So you and I did not see the same things this week. Yeah. Uh, although you caught an episode of Titans. Yeah. Um. It's kind of. Sp- can I spoil you? Yeah, walk me through it. It's okay. Spoil it for me. I understand the so, episode is called you know Bruce how Wayne. There's the, the, the brother of, or the son of uh, Deathstroke is yeah. that he, and the, the and so they have Jericho. the daughter. So they have the daughter and she's they like, have I tried to kill my dad because my dad killed uh, my brother. And they're all going after Deathstroke. Because um, he killed Aqualad. Anyway, this whole thing, uh, Robin, or Nightwing, I guess, he is now being just talked to by, in his head, a head version, a hallucination version of Bruce Wayne. And Bruce Wayne is just like a total cock, like a total asshole. And he's just like, you you know, like, you know, you fucked all this up. I never trained you to be like this. You know you want to do. And he's actually, Bruce Wayne is goading him into being more violent. He's like, you need to get information out of this guy. You need to find out where he is. You know what to do. Pull the gun. Take the gun. Make him think he'll kill you. Like, so it's just kind of, you kind of are like, oh, this is how Batman was with him. Batman is not a good guy in this. And even though this is his like imagination version, you're still like, this is the Batman he grew up with. Yeah. 
Yeah. So he's going around looking for Deathstroke, but you're slowly finding out that he has a secret, and and he actually and Deathstroke has wants to um because he was like Deathstroke just wants me. He only wants to kill me. And then he basically finds, he's like going on all these leads to find Deathstroke. And he keeps meeting someone that leads him to another person. And finally, this last guy, he was like, I was hired for you to think he was going to be here. And he's like, and he's like, well, he just wants me. And he's like, he doesn't want you. And that's when he realizes, oh, he, because he hates me, he actually wants to kill everyone I'm close to. And meanwhile, in the, uh, in the tower, all everyone's being fucked with everyone's being left notes or things like so like the the alcoholic hawk is like someone put like a bottle of tequila out for him like everyone's being fucked with and they all think that asshole robin is doing it um what's his name oh jason todd jason todd and jason todd is fucked up from almost dying and meanwhile um uh, Connor has Kryptonian poisoning, and the only way he can heal, uh, get healed, is through radiation. So there's a cool part where Starfire just takes him, and and makes Raven envelop them, and then she just blasts herself to full Starfire power, and burns all of his clothes off. And there's this great part where she's just holding him, and then he's like, "Hey, I feel great," and then he's just like butt naked, and she's holding him with his big hot juicy mm. butt. Sticking so she just out. burned the kryptonite out of him. Yeah, yeah. And she speaks Kryptonian because he started speaking Kryptonian in his like radiation fever dream. Anyway. Let me tell you something. Starfire on that show is the best part of that show. Anna Diop. Oh, she's great. The actress. She's great. The character, the moments, the dialogue. And they're that creating definitely this, all about this Starfire. super connection between Starfire and Connor. I think they're going to be. Like, Fucking love it. I think they're going to be an item. So anyway, uh, oh, and the daughter Rose and Jason Todd start making out at one point, but then their sexy times are interrupted because she finds Jericho's records. And she's like, what is this doing here? This is Jericho's records with his name on it. He was here. Why do you have it? You're all liars. And then she starts freaking out. And then uh, Jason Todd, everyone accuses Jason Todd of causing all the pranks. And he goes to commit suicide. (laughs) And jump Commit off the top suicide. of the tower. Yes. Because he's just like, after that death experience, everyone hates me. There's no hope for me. I'm, everyone hates me. I'm the one, I'm the reason all the team is ruined. I'll, you did all this stuff because I fucked up. I, you, you just need to take me out of the, I need to take myself out of the picture. Robin, uh, Nightwing shows up and is like, no, it's not, it's not Jason Todd. It's Deathstroke. He's here. He's doing this. And they're like, where is Jason? And he runs up on the roof and sees he's going to kill himself. And he's like, it's all my fault. And then Nightwing goes, no, it's my fault. The only reason Deathstroke is doing this is because he didn't kill his son. I killed him. Ooh, Dick killed Jericho? And I think what this means is to get back for killing Aqualad... He went out and killed his son to make Deathstroke hurt since he couldn't kill Deathstroke. Get the fuck out of here. Well, this is never going to end. Now Deathstroke's going to kill someone he loves. Yeah, yeah. So this is dark. Like, that's dark. That's like, I don't, that's, that's pretty bad. So let me ask you the most important question about this show. How did Brenton Thwaites look? Uh, That's Nightwing. Yeah. I mean, he's gorgeous. Gorgeous, God. and he was he was very badass. Like he was beating people up. He went. Oh, there's a lot of things where he was like at strip clubs or with hookers. There's a lot of like naked women around him. Mm. Mm-hmm. I want to be a naked woman around him. Me too. If you woke up as a woman, like with a woman's body, and and you mm-hmm. a note was left and it said you will have this body for one day, would you just mm-hmm. fill it with as many dicks as you can? Oh my God. Non stop. <laughs> Me too. I mean, non stop. Um, I would make like several twenty minute dick appointments, like with fifteen minute breaks every few hours. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what what did you watch? I watched a movie in the movie theater. Uh, in fact. I saw it Thursday night, and I liked it so much that I went back last night and saw it again. 
And when I tell you that this movie deserves best picture, I know that award season hasn't even like the Oscar movies haven't even come out yet. They always come out like right at the end of the year or like beginning of January. But I'm telling you right now that if Jojo Rabbit does not win best picture, then frankly, we live in a society I don't want to live in. Do you think, though, the Hitler thing will prevent it from like getting awards? No, I think it's going to be the thing that gets it awards because okay. it is done so well. It, you, you hear about the premise of Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit, where it's about a Nazi youth in 1940s World War II Germany um, and his imaginary friend Adolf Hitler. Like You're like, um, okay, it is not only the most relevant movie for today, it is the kindest, smartest, most beautiful, funniest, most emotional movie I have seen in a very long time. I have not been affected by a movie this much like I have been Jojo Rabbit. Because the direct, he's he's half Jewish, right? You know what? I don't know. I think he is. I just know that he's from New Zealand. That's all I know. Um, fabulous. I'm going to see it. I'm seeing Parasite today. Oh, I hear that's great too. So I will talk about that next episode, I believe. And then I want to see Jojo Rabbit as well. Yeah. Taika Waititi. I just also found out he is, um, directing the season finale of the Mandalorian to take it back to Disney plus for a second. Um, I think he's going to have a huge, 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 huge year, which is going to be like nice build up to Thor love and thunder when he comes out with that. Which is already going to be my favorite movie. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like, honestly, see everybody, please see Jojo Rabbit as soon as you can. Uh, I've I've never felt better about a recommendation for a movie. Everybody, everybody, no matter who you are, I think will connect to this movie in one way or another. What about uh, white supremacists? They will probably hate it. Okay. Well, they'll probably not get it. Like they don't get <laughs> They'll just see Hitler anything. and that'll be enough for them. They'll be like, yeah, well, why are you comparing us to Hitler? Yeah, white supremacists and conservatives in general aren't able to see subtext. So they, you know, who knows? Fabulous. Fabulous. Brad, I would like to do um, a one-act play with you to end this. Okay. Yes, please. Are you up for it? I am. I want I want to do a scene and this this will take place in the bedroom of Jean Grey. And it's going to be the the first night that Cyclops, Wolverine and Jean Grey decide to spend the night together. And so this will be Jean Grey is I don't know, she's you know douching or whatever she needs to do in the bathroom and Wolverine and Cyclops are sitting on the bed waiting for her to come out. Are you prepared to do this with me? I am. All right. So you will be Cyclops. Oh, good. Thank you. And I will be Wolverine since I was Wolverine in the, in the beginning. Great. And scene. So, uh, really doing this, huh? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think we should. Should we? Uh, how, how? Should we have some ground rules or something? Should we? I love rules. All right. Rules so, are literally my favorite thing. How do you feel? Okay. So, are we going to take turns? Are we? I guess. The yes. First rule, but then, are what if I'm touching her? Yes. And then I reach around and you're there. Do you mind if, if I touch you? Um, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm a dad again. We live in a great home. I'm surrounded by stop. family. Okay, don't ruin it by talking about fatherhood. Sorry. I know that that's not very sexy. Uh, my point is I would love a reach around. Yes, Logan. Thank you. And uh, should the tides be turned and I... I brush up against some hair. Uh, I look down, I notice it's not red. I am. Yeah. And I just, okay. So look, I'm going to be honest with you. 
uh, I like to get a little rough and tumble. So I hope you can keep up. And I just, I think maybe we should have a safe word. If I'm doing something, like if I'm bending her over and I'm giving it to her a little too hard and dirty for you and you're feeling left out, maybe we should have some kind of safe word where you're like, hey, I want to tag in. Or, hey, calm it down. Great. Okay. How about my safe word is, I really love being a father. Okay. No, because that will dry her vagina up immediately. All right. Uh, what if my safe word is Emma Frost? All right. I can do that. Yeah. I mean, that might cool. do things that will piss Gene off. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. no, 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 no. I don't. I, I, I think Jean is, this is all Jean's idea. I think she's very down with all of this. Um, I think she will appreciate hearing the name. Hey, are you guys almost? Oh, there she is. Hold on. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? Hold on. I know we're supposed to make more mutants, but I want to wear a diaphragm. I'm not ready to be a mom yet. Oh, absolutely. No. All right. I'll be right back. God, she's fucking beautiful. So hot. She's so hot. God, I'm just, oh God, I'm hard right now. Is that embarrassing for you? Not at all. I can't help but notice um, that your dick is very thick. And your, yours is very long. Do you want to, hmm. yeah. we get started? Practice? Without her? Yeah. Okay. We don't need her. All right. Um, okay. This is, oh, all right. Okay. I guess, all right. I'll kiss. All right. Let's I'll, go. All right, just get. Uh, Emma Frost, Emma Frost, Emma Frost, Emma Frost. Oh, uh, uh, is that too much? <clears throat> yes. Okay, we'll just we'll just wait for Gene. Good. And scene. <laughs> wow, I think that's exactly how it happened. Yeah, I do too. I'm amazed that you whipped up a script so quickly. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, oh, well, we did it, Brett. We did it. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to episode 106 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. Uh, will you please go see Jojo Rabbit? Okay, I will. And I'll skip this episode of Titan since you spoiled it all for me. <laughs> it's really good, though. No, you need to watch it for Connor's uh, Superboy's butt. Oh, yeah. All right, Just I'm going to do that right after that this. Part. Yeah. I okay. will. I will. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening. If you know people who would like the show, please ask them to subscribe. Um, and remember, if you read comics, well, my friends, that makes you queer. Queer. Bye. Queer. Bye. Bye.